0: so we start continue our studies in the book of judges okay and uh, you know when we first decided to do the book of judges to close the year uh, believe me we will not close the year with the book of judges we will end this year with an overview of ruth all right and i shared with you why because the last chapters of the book of Judges is very, very grotesque. We won't want to end it that way, huh? especially the week before Christmas. But nevertheless, it has been a wonderful study so far because, grotesque as it is, the narratives can be quite horrible and, 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 and bloody, you know, that kind of thing. Yet, there are precious lessons to learn because human nature is the same. Whether it be the time of Judges or whether it be on the 9th of October, 2022, our natures are the same. So we must learn. The first two chapters of the book of Judges gives an overview of the theme, and we have heard that many times, seven cycles of ups and downs, ups and downs. And now when we come to Judges chapter 3, until the end of Judges. Samuel, the author, all right, I'll tell you why. When we come to Ruth, why I believe Samuel is the author of the book of Judges. It's an amazing story. Begins to write down narratives. So in chapter three, we see the first three narratives of seven. Narratives out of 12 judges. Othniel, Ehud, and Shamga. Shamga, only one verse at the end of chapter 3, but that's it. So today I will focus on Ehud with mention to Othniel as we start the narratives. And my sermon title is entitled, How do we overcome spiritual oppression? How do we overcome spiritual oppression? Judges 3, verse 7 to verse 8 says, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They forgot the Lord their God and served the Baals and Asherahs. The anger of the Lord burned against Israel. And this is an amazing phrase. It's not that God is angry. God is so angry that His anger burned. Wow. We always hear about the love of God. Has anybody told you about the wrath of God? Huh. The anger of the Lord burned. Why? Because they forgot God. Not only did they forget God, they did evil in the eyes of the Lord. In other words, uh, in front of God. God looks at you, uh, looks at you some more, uh, Look, look lah. You continue to do evil. They did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So what did God do? Sold them. Sold them into the hands of Kushan rasataim king of Aram, Naharaim, to whom the Israelites were subject. Subject. Jack, you know, for eight years. Very long, eight years. I highlighted the term sold them" because it is the Hebrew word makar. Used four times in the entire book of Judges. Four times. Four times, you know, got sold, sold, sold. And it, it connotes the meaning being sold to slavery. And I find this absolutely sad and tragic because not long ago they came out of slavery. Correct or not? How long ago? So long ago. They were wandering in the wilderness. And now they cross the Jordan, right? You think, wow, this must be 120, no, it's not true. Othniel, this is about Othniel being sold is the son of Caleb's brother, Kenar. In other words, Osniel's father is the same generation as Caleb and Joshua and no? all. So how long uh, did they wait to go back to slavery and, and forgot the Lord? One generation. What? Didn't they remember they didn't remember. One generation, they had to be delivered. How long? uh? Othniel's time, they were subject for eight years. Ehud's time. Eighteen years! uh. And you're wondering, Pastor, why is it uh, so long uh, I am in spiritual depression? Why is it so long uh, there is no peace? Last time, uh, I came out of it. Now I cannot. And it's a story the same today. You know. We come out of one oppression because of our disobedience, indiscretion, and even rebellion against God in the past, God delivered us. We became smarter. We became smarter crooks, huh? that's all. We went back in again, thinking that we can outsmart God. And now for so long, you're still in it. And you wonder why, 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 why. Now you know why. While we say God is no man's debtor, it can also work the other way around. See? God cannot bless you if you voluntarily give access to the evil one to ravage your life. He cannot bless you even if he wants to. What is spiritual oppression? I define it as a prolonged period of cruel or unjust exercise of spiritual authority over your life. And by extrapolation, you are the head of the house. You open the door for the enemy to come in over your family. Resulting in mental, emotional, or financial distress. And you wonder why. And you wonder why. Today, I'm going to share with you how to get out of it once and for all. Is it okay with you? Once again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And because this is about Ehud, eh, almost the same refrain, you know. Othniel same, Ehud same. And for seven times, same. And you're wondering why, huh? Why, huh? We never learn. We never learn. This is about Ehud now. Because they did this evil, the Lord gave Eklon, king of Moab, power over Israel. Spiritual oppression. It is spiritual, my friend. It is spiritual. Ah, Pastor, you're super spiritual. Uh. I'm not. Getting the Ammonites and the Amalekites to join him, Eklon came and attacked Israel. This time, uh, not only does the enemy come, you know, bring in other people, you know. correct? Or not? The Bible says, ma. If you are delivered and you don't clean up your house and seven demons will come in correct or not? Is this equivalent to the New Testament theology? Of course. Now Ammonites, now Amalekites, now Moabites. Stronger. Wait, what happened? They came and attacked Israel and he took possession of the city of Palms, the Israelites were subject to Eklon for how many years now? 18 years. 18 years. And I asked the same question as Pastor Fergus yesterday when I came to this verse. Why a God? Why is it that you gave? It's the Lord who gave Eklon, king of Moab. The Lord gave power or no? God, aren't you a good God? Of course, he's a good God. But he cannot work if you give in to the evil one. The Lord obeys legality, one. It's all legal. You gave, man. And because it's a legal right, the enemy comes in Tell tells God, God, You cannot do anything. He gave me the legal right. He's the head of the house. I come in to kill, steal, and destroy. Listen. The city of Harms is Jericho. And I find that absolutely... what, What? Not too long ago. Not too long ago, one generation ago. The city of Jericho was the first fruit surrendered to God. Remember? You remember or not? The miracle of the walls of Jericho, how it went down. And everything in Jericho was surrendered to the Lord. And now uh, the enemy took back. You know how much the devil has taken away from you that is rightfully yours? Why? Because you handed it over to him. How much? You tell me. Your family, your peace, your finances. Who gave? You gave. So sad, no? So sad. C.T. Lacey said this. He said the Lord withheld his hand and allowed Eklon to have power over Israel authority over Israel. They did not want to serve the Lord. So they ended up serving Eklon who was a hard taskmaster. You don't want to serve God ma'am. So Jesus says you cannot serve two masters. Correct or not? You decide, my friend. You decide understand, God cannot violate kingdom principles. If you don't want the Lord and you think that yeah, I can have one foot here and one foot here, I can serve two masters, sorry lah. it doesn't work that way. And the devil knows that even though you don't know that. You might know it, but you sweep it under a carpet and you think you can fool the devil. You can fool God. Cannot. Who is your master? Today, I want to share with you once and for all from the authority of the word of God how you and I can get out of spiritual oppression. You want to hear or not? Sure or not? Well, since you insist, I'll tell you. Three things. Three things you must do to get out of spiritual oppression from this passage. Number one, you must have an overcomer's mindset. What do I mean, Pastor? In other words, I, I can only do so much, I understand. I can share with you God's word, I can counsel you, I may even pray for you afterwards, and you go back again, same or for. For sure, before? Because you don't have the gumption, the desire that you want to be free. Why? Because forbidden fruit tastes sweet ma. doesn't work that way, my friend. You must have the desire. To call it a day. If not, don't waste our time. Honestly, don't waste God's time. You must have an overcomer's mindset. You must want to overcome one. You know, in the year 2021, during the MCO, at the height of MCO, I gave 13 weeks of teaching on the book of Revelations, verse by verse verse by verse, for 13 weeks, 26 hours. Why? Because in 2020, one year, I studied revelations. Accompanying the teaching, and this is a commercial break, I wrote a book. And the second chapter of the book, I said revelations are for overcomers. Why? Because the word overcome occurs 14 times in the book of Revelations. They have to overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Correct or not? If you don't want to overcome, you will be overcome. Correct or not? I cannot overcome for you, ma. You must want to overcome. Correct or not? Am I talking sense or not? Yes. So I wrote, to overcome, we must have the mindset of an overcomer. It does necessitate a degree of mental fortitude and a never say die spirit that says we will not give up no matter what the circumstances or the cost. And that's page 17. In page 15, I wrote, the moment we become a Christian, we become a prime target for the devil. It's true. And the devil has only one agenda, to kill, steal, and destroy our faith. But praise God, Paul reassures us that as long as we remain close to Jesus, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. In the end, in the end Jesus is triumphant and has promised never to leave us nor forsake us. And if Christ is for us, absolutely, we can repeat it ad nauseum work it out lah. Live it out. If Christ is for us, who can be against us? You must tell yourself that and, and work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Right? We have God, Christ has overcome already. So you must have an overcomer's mindset. Overcome. You know, you cannot be have defeated, and the reason why Manchester United is doing so badly is because we have a stupid defeaters' mindset. And that's the reason why Manchester City is doing so well. That's why Arsenal is doing so well. Every time they go to the field, no, I man, they score goals. And, every, and that's what Eric Tanahak said about Manu. Hey, you guys must have a winning mindset, no? How to win when the moment you step in the field, or lose, 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 radio? He struggled even against this stupid team, Osmone. I never heard of Osmone before. 3-2, we win. Listen, whether it's, it's the Ukraine war, correct or not, huh? against the second most powerful army in the world, how come you are winning? Huh? Winner's mindset! Whether it be in football, or whether it be the spiritual realm, Am I talking sense? Come on, if you I'm talking, encourage me. Give God a clap offering, encourage me. <laughs> this is absolutely true. You must want to overcome. You must want to win. And God is there to help you, you see. So very important. Huh? So the first thing, in order to overcome spiritual oppression, you must want to overcome. Pastor cannot help you, your wife cannot help you. A lot of men, oh, yeah, my wife, my wife, pray, my wife, pray, your wife, pray, why good? Are you there? Oh, this is a commercial break. Good, get rid of my book. <laughs> Secondly, this is where the crux of my message is. Not only must you and I have an overcomer's mindset, we must ask for the olam of God. What is the olam of God? I define it this way. The olam of God is the infinite. The olam of God is that which is eternal in the wisdom of God that goes beyond the finite limits of time. Whoa! What does it mean? I don't even know what it means, you know. I cannot I can't even explain it and, and craft it in, in human language. You know, even though my English is not too bad. But I, I, I cannot even begin to put it and frame it in such a way. What is the olam of God? It is the ancient wisdom of God. You know, in Daniel chapter 7, God is called three times, the Ancient of Days. What does it mean? The olam. What does it mean? It means that the wisdom, it's not even wisdom, you know. It's the knowledge. It is theology of who God is. It is the character of God, that God never lies, that God is holy. That God means what He says. It is that kind of intimate knowledge of God. It's not wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. It's not. It is the resourcefulness. It is the divine initiatives. It is the courage. I mean, uh, the beginning of the year when we did Joshua, I used the word gumption. That's the closest English word to it. Gumption, and the closest Greek word that I can think of is the word daba. Daba. What is daba? Nobody knows. You go and look under daba in the in the in the in the Greek uh, lexicon. You know, eighty-four equivalents. Why? Because nobody knows what daba is. It is the olam. It is the ancient wisdom of God that goes beyond how clever you are. You know outside there, there are a lot of clever fools. Or no? Do you know that? A lot of fools outside there, very high IQ. No? It's not how smart you are, how clever you are. First class honors. who cares? It's the olam. Let Let me read to you Jeremiah chapter 6 verse 16. The prophet Jeremiah says this. He says that this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look Ask for the ancient path. The olam. The word is olam. You stand at the crossroads. How many of you at the, at the crossroads of your life, you know that? You don't know what to do? Should I go left? Shall I go right? Should I don't do anything? Should I go backwards? Ask for the ancient path. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. Why? Because God is a good God. And you will find rest to your souls. But you said, we will not walk in it. God says, I appointed watchmen over you and said, listen to the sound of the trumpets. But you say, I will not Listen So you go your way here. I will not ask I will not listen Proverbs chapter eight The wisdom of Solomon listen to the wisest man that ever lived, that in the twilight of his life can write the book of Ecclesiastes. is incidentally, it's my first book. Chew on Revelation is my second book. My first book is on the wisdom of Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes. In Proverbs chapter 8, it's out of print now. Wisdom is personified. He says, wisdom cry at the crossroads. As a she, you know, can you imagine? Wow, isn't that amazing? Not he, sorry. La. She cries out at the crossroads to who? To men. Wisdom cries out to you. But I will not listen. How sad, no? Listen to me and listen to me very carefully. For the ulam of God. But you say, Pastor, where 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 where, where is the ulam of God in Judges chapter three? eh? Ehud's strategy. You go back and read the strategy. I just want to put it all down for you. I don't don't want to go into so detail of it. eh? You you, you go and read it. It's a brilliant strategy. It is more than just courage. It is more than just strategy. It is the ulam. It means it encompasses, it encompasses all the elements of the olam of God. It means to say that, you see, Ehud strapped a one and a half inch blade on the left, on the right thigh because Ehud is left-handed. And very few people are left-handed. How many left-handed people are here? Raise your hands. Balcony. You know, 5% are left-handed. My, 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 one of my sons is left-handed. All right. You know, there are left hand shops, or no? You, you strum a guitar, left hand guitar, right? All, all left hand things. Uh, uh. 5% of the population are left handed. You know, the majority of the tribe of Benjamin is left handed. Judges, chapter 20. They are so skillful, uh, they are ambidextrous around, right hand, left hand, right leg, left leg. Uh. <laughs> they, they can sling a sling and hit a hair 20 feet away. A hair, no. And that's why of all the wisdom of God, Ehud comes from the tribe of Benjamin. See? The smallest tribe. And it is the wisdom of God to use the foolishness of the world to confound the white. Do not you think so? Ehud, left-handed. And that's why when they check him, they never check the, 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 the right thigh because Right hand, ma, like that, ma, like that, ma. But you could strap the blade on the right thigh. They never checked. And then came. First time he came and paid tribute, walked away. And he was walking away. He turned back, left everybody Then He went alone back to the Ekron. He said, I have a message for you from God. He, really? Yes. Send everybody away. And when he was alone, put the blade. Right through the fat man until the fat closed down on the blade and dung came out. True. I'm not swearing. Uh. Several translations say dung came out. You know, it was a cut right through the intestines. He walked straight out. And the guards thought that the king was relieving himself. So. Come in by the back front door. Walk out by the front door. This is the olam of God. More than just wisdom. It is courage. It is boldness. It is discernment. Timing. Everything is there. God says, Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 33, verse 3. Read it with me. Read it with me, every one of you. This is what God is saying to you online and on site. So you don't only hear this message, my friend. I'm going to give an altar call on a short one. Do you believe in not? This is what God says. So everybody read it with me. Are you okay? I hope you're not shell-shocked. Are you all right or not? Okay. Up and down, left to right, front to back. Those at home, read loud. Are you ready? One, two, three. Call to me. Great and unsearchable things that you do not know. It is unsearchable. You don't even know it. Goes beyond how clever you are. The olam. Do you know that I was just, it's so amazing, right? I was mulling over this message about a week ago because I prepared this one week ago. So on Monday, I was driving to my brother's house to have dinner with my mum, who is a 101 years old See, it's a blessing of God. I was stopping at a traffic light and I was looking around and I saw the name, number, plate of the car in front of me, J-E-R-O-3-3-3. <laughs> I looked at it, and the Spirit of the Lord says to me, son, I want you to tell S-I-B-K-L, and those of you listening online, they are Lamb of God. James chapter one, verse five. Read it with me. This is what God wants you to do. If you don't want to do it, it's fine, man. So read with me. It's okay. All right, everybody, read with me. James chapter one, verse five. Are you ready? Again, everyone, hear yourself. Read scripture. All right, at home as well. Are you ready? Read loud. One, two, three. We should ask God. All you, God and you. you know what strikes me is it will be given to him. If God says, you ask, I give. You ask, he will give. Do you believe it? You know, for 28 years, I have been a senior pastor of SIBKL. You know that? And before long, I will step down. Here every year, without fail, Pastor Lichu and I will go to seek the wisdom of God for the following year. Why? Because I need the olam of God. I need more than the wisdom of God to manage this church so that this church, I will not make a mess. Have I made mistakes? Yes, plenty. But because I seek the heart of God, the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God, the courage of God, everything that is in the Olam, I want to believe that it is why S-I-B-K-L is what it is today. Strong. Excellent, dynamic, influencing the nation and impacting generations. Come on, let's give God a good clap offering. It is God, my friend. It is God. It is not how clever you are. No. It's not how charismatic you are. No. It's Olam. Olam. You ask God and He will give it to you. How do we get out, overcome spiritual oppression? First of all, we must have an overcomer's mindset. Number two, we must have the alarm of God. Can I have the slide? Thank you. And thirdly, we need one another. We cannot do it alone, my friend. We need one another. Where do I get it from? Look at the example of Ehud after killing the king. He went back there. Oh, fantastic! I won a big fight. I got a big deal already. Yeah, God, God, you have slain Goliath. David, let's relax and enjoy. No, no, the Goliath's head was cut off. The Philistines are still there. I like what Pastor Pastor Fergus said last night. Don't stop at the big kill. Don't stop. And that's what they did. Ehud went back, passed by the idols and escaped the Sierra. When he arrived there, he blew the trumpet in the hill country Ephraim and the Israelites went down with him. He fought as a big army of God. Friends, we need the body of Christ, not only as I be killed, but in the entire nation of Malaysia, more so now. We need unity. One church alone cannot do it. You cannot do it. So don't be a loner. Don't isolate yourself. Come out. Why when we say, friends, listen to me carefully, come out and join us. I'm not, we are not here to make you feel so guilty. No. If you have reason to stay back, stay back. But if you have no reason to stay back, come la. Why? Connect, ma. Face to face, ma. Join a cell. Be part of the community of saints. This is a safe community here. Connect, 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 correct or not? Because if you're isolated like a coal, you take it of course out of fire, you go dim lah. You fade away. The devil will take you one at a time. Bang, 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 bang. But together. There's strength. Amen. That's why. That's why we say it. Follow me, Ehud ordered. For the Lord has given Moab, your enemy, into your hands. So they followed him down. Wow. This is a wonderful example of how together we lend strength to one another. Amen. Taking possession of the forts of the Jordan that led to Moab, they allowed no one to cross over. At that time, they struck down 10,000 Moabites, all vigorous and strong, not a man escaped. That day, Moab was made subject. to Isn't it amazing? They were subject to Moab now, Moab is subject to them. Now, this is what I call overcoming. Am I right? Do you want to be subject to the evil one? No. They must be subject to you, ma. This is exactly what happened. Because they, 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 they had an overcomer's mindset. Because they, had, they sought the alarm of God. Because they, they came together to support one another. Now, Moab is made subject to Israel and the land had peace for how long? How long? You tell me how long? 80 years. 80 years, 80 years two generations. Don't you want freedom for your children? Because Jesus says, when the Son of Man says you free, you are free indeed. Amen? Claim your freedom today. Break the bondage. Come out of spiritual oppression. And let me close with this illustration again from my book: Emperor Penguins. You know the emperor penguins live in Antarctica. They are egalitarian, meaning they are social beings. Even when they jump into the into the icy sea. they jump together one. And it all Survive together. The other I don't know whether it's mammal, animal, or bird. The other group are dolphins, you know. Dolphins all go together, one. You know, you notice that? Because why? They are community animals. So during the close, cold blizzard of the Antarctica, how do they survive? Uh? They huddle together. Called a turtle formation. So what happened is they all huddled together in groups and all over the Antarctica. And those at the outside will slowly move in. And those that are inside already warm will slowly move out. So that those who are warm will take outside. Those who are cold take inside. And in this way, they rotate on and on and on. And that's how they survived the cold blizzard of Antarctica. They did it together. Same. Same. We must have one another. This is a safety net. Come. If SIBKL is not good enough for you, there are so many good churches outside there. Understand? But be part of a community of God. And let's overcome together. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray, my friend. Let's pray. Oh, Hallelujah Lord. Oh, Jesus, we bless you this day. We thank you. Everything written in the Word of God is for our learning. Is for instruction. So that our spirit man is built up to overcome the challenges that lies ahead of us in the coming days. You never want us to live a defeated life, Lord. Never, 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 never. So may we have the overcomers mindset that today we say enough is enough. Today we want to come out and we break the bondage over our families our life our finances because there might be something in your life that you're holding back from God I, just, I don't know what it is you can look good on the outside my friend but you know you know the deep inside you there is something you need to put right before God will you do it today? I'm going to give you all the call inshallah you, you stand with me friend please stand with me just stand. Everybody stand. Just stand with me. And those of you at home as well, you can stand up or you can raise your hands. I don't know where you are now. But I want to give the altar call for two groups of people. Number one, those of you who in the economy of time and in your life, you know that you are, you need the alarm the of God. You need God in your life. Business plans? A new career? Your family? I don't know. Change of direction? I don't know. You know, several young people came to me at the end of the first service. Not one, but several young people. They say, Pastor, We have, I have been going through spiritual oppression for so long. Young people. Is a zillion times more effective than the collective wisdom of all the gurus and the sages of the world is available to you. I'm not hyping things up, my friend. Honestly. Open to you. You ask. I cannot ask for you. Second altar call. is a group of people which I feel and is prompted by my, actually my in-law elder SK who said, Pastor, next time you give the altar call and I resonate with him, don't only ask to minister to people ask for people to come out to serve and I went back and I thought about it's true for too long some of you or many of you have been in the doldrums have been in the background why? Because you've been hurt by your ex-pastor You've been disappointed by your cell leader. You did not get what you want. I don't know what happened to you. But you just come and soak and soak and soak. Today, I want to say this to you. You've got to come out and serve. You rise again, my friend. You rise again. You know, after the first service this morning, one gentleman came to me. and said, Pastor, I was away from God for so many years. So I asked him, when did you come back to God? 2017. And I said, that's five years ago. Yes, Pastor. I thought I was okay. I've come back to God for five years. I'm doing nothing. But today, I want to serve again. Serve again. Will you serve again? All the giftings and all the things that you, God has given to you, don't squander it and come to nothing. Love again. Love again. Serve again. I'm going to give you all the altar call. Husband and wife can come up together. And God will open the door for you. Can I say this to you? There are no issues and no problems too hard that God cannot resolve. One. Understand? You might think that what is ever happening to you is too pa- too great. I'm overwhelmed. It's not true. Not true. Understand? It's a lie of the devil. You have to break that mindset. You have to break that mindset because you are a winner. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. The victory has already been won at Calvary. That's why we took communion today, understand? That's why we took communion today. That's why we took communion today. Because the body broken, the blood shed, is victory enough for you. So you appropriate that victory, understand? You appropriate that victory. Don't let the devil tell you you you're not good enough. Don't let the devil tell you, no, I cannot overcome. No, you can't. It needs gumption. It needs tabar. It needs the all of God. Will you ask him? Will you seek his face? I don't know. Oh, Ramanda, shake it. Come worship the Lord with me one more time. Every one of you, connect with him before we close connect with Him your way so that when you come to church you encounter God understand one on one you encounter Him so I'm going to give you a couple of minutes every one of you young, old do that up in the balcony as well at home You close your eyes if you want. Will you surrender your issues to God? Will you surrender your predicament to God? Will you surrender your problems to Him? And more important than surrendering it to him, will you offer yourself to him? Will you offer yourself to him as a living sacrifice? holy and acceptable to God which is your reasonable service. the awesome presence of God you know that an awesome awesome thick presence of God in the house some of you have vowed to God before you may not remember but today as I speak the spirit of God is prompting you son daughter you vowed to me before today keep that vow over the years many things have come in between you and the lord as we close we do that every one of you in the home as well will you stretch your hands to god nobody looking at you man father in jesus name as arms and hands are outstretched to you we know you're a good god you are a good good father you want the best for your children and today I speak a blessing about every family represented here and online that the goodness of the Lord and the mercy of the Lord and the love of the Lord the has said of God will follow us all the days of our life like a shadow never leaving. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord Forever Lord, we love you We sang that just now We love you So help us now To demonstrate and work out that love From now onwards Every day of our lives And so may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord make His face always to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face towards you and your loved ones and always grant you shalom, shalom and more shalom. Jesus, precious name, be prayed. Cause people say aloud.